we here at We Did Ice have been called the professors of baseball, the the scientists of the sport. So we're going to give you our 2021 award team predictions. Let's get into it. What is going on, baseball fans? Welcome back to the We Did Ice podcast. My name is Jack, joined here by Lorenzo to give you basically just fact. All we're doing is spitting facts. You can write everything. I would take notes. If you're not, get a notepad and a pen in front of you right now. Mm-hmm. I will be quizzing you later. Do not fail. Because we're or gonna at, give at least your notes app. Yeah, in your phone. App at least that. Yeah. Your notes app is a toxic place to be. It's quite concerning. I love it. I write. I I don't like my handwriting. Looks like chicken scratch and Sanskrit had a love child. So I can't write down anything. I have to type everything out, so my notes app is, is my safe place. I'm pretty sure that nobody under the age of 30 has good penmanship. Some people do. Like those the girls in history class who would take who notes and their notes. Who use pens? Yeah, like, what? come on. What are we Yo, doing here? if you take notes and you use a different colored pen for each line, the amount yeah. of trauma you give me is insane. <laughs> like, if, I you take you. Notes, if you take notes in general. True. Like, just, just listen. <laughs> Whenever I'm taking notes, I'm doodling. I am doodling Mr. Krabs. Yeah. That's about it. That's usually what's going on. But we're going to be talking the MLB award predictions for 2021 seamless transition right there. That was just Perfect. Smooth. That was really good, yeah. Did you prepare Set, that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> Set that up. So we're going to be talking about who's going to win the Rookie of the Year, the Cy Young, the MVP to get you guys prepped for our 30 for 30 launching on March 1st. This will be our last pod before then. So, you know, make sure you tune in. Get all happy mm-hmm. and excited. You'll have plenty of us in March, but let's get into it, Jack. So let's start. What do you want to start? You want to start Rookie of the Year? Let's do AL. Let's go down the AL list, and yes. then we'll go over to the NL because the AL is obviously the best league. Um, mm-hmm. Then we'll Except get to this, the NL. Not this year. This year it's tough. NL is yeah. by far better this year. Yeah. But, you know, we're AL stands at heart. We are AL stands. Rookie of the Year. I think this is kind of a sleeper pick. I'm going Nate Pearson. Oh, go off, King. What do you got? Don't don't know if he's necessarily healthy for the whole year. I think he should be okay. Um, coming off a little bit of an injury. But even if he doesn't play for a little bit, um, he is on that Blue Jays staff. They desperately need him. So I think for the Blue Jays to be good, which I think they're going to be, they need Nate Pearson to take a step up. And to be rookie of the year, you don't need to be amazing. Um, you just really need to have a, a really good season. And Nate Pearson is um, just... I think a sleeper candidate that could take it all home. That's a good pick. Nathan, Nate Pearson kind of got dinged up in 2020, threw off after having that amazing start against Max Scherzer to start, Max yeah. Scherzer to start the season. I like that pick. That's a solid pick. I'm going to go a little bit more of a hitter route. I'm going to go with Jerry Kelenic of the Seattle mm. Mariners. They're a top prospect. He was expected to debut in 2020, but because of the shortened season, he wouldn't, didn't get a chance to actually come in and play. But... He was down in the alternate site just doing his thing. He is the top prospect in Mariners, 21 years old. He's in double A right now. He's projected to be a five-tool MLB player. He has plus power, plus speed, and people rave about this guy's work ethic. I think he is going to be that guy who we look at at the end of the season with the Mariners and say, oh, the Mariners are going to be good. They got Kellenick. They got uh, Kyle Lewis. They got these young arms. This is a team. If I think the Mariners possibility to be coming to that next step of this rebuild is riding on the back of Jared Kalanick, and I think he's going to do it. Let's go. Give me that guy. Rookie of the year. That is what they need so bad. The, like, the Mariners should be just... Pr- if there's one thing to happen this season, if Kalanick can win rookie of the year, 
their franchise is looking really, really good. That that'd be huge for them. Did I call him Kalenic? Kalenic is that how you pronounce it? I think it's Kalenic. Kalenic, you said Kalenic. Jared Kalenic. Kalenic, Kalenic. I'm so bad at pronouncing names. It's one of my least like my worst. I think skills. you said Kalenic. I said Kalenic. Ah, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> either way, Jared, I think it's Kalenic. Let's go Kalenic. That's what we're gonna go. But this guy's a mm-hmm. stud, guys. You gotta watch him. Go watch his highlights on Twitter and stuff. He's he's a stud. He's gonna be a huge impact for this Mariners team. I'm excited to see what he can do. I will say though, um, are the Mariners watchable this season? We'll get to that in the Mariners pod. But if he mm-hmm. turns into quickly, if he quickly has an impact, because I don't know when he's projected to come up. I know he's gonna make his debut this season. But if he can get up, uh, to the MLB relatively quickly. Then mm-hmm. you got to tune in the Mariners games. Yeah, for sure. I my only concern, Tyler Lewis and Kalenic out there killing it. Um, it is definitely Kalenic that felt right. Um, but are they going to want to team control him a little bit more because he's only in Double A? Like I don't. Will he have enough playing time to win that Rookie of the Year? I think they'll. I think they're going to bring him up pretty quickly. They they wanted mm-hmm. to bring him up in twenty twenty and they just didn't because of the sixty game season. They were like, this isn't yeah. worth it. We're bad. Why waste a year of team control now? But the Seattle, he's twenty one years old, and so if they bring him up now, I think his Tatis is twenty two years old and he just signed a fourteen year contract. It's time to bring True. him up. He's the number fourth overall prospect in baseball. Like he's destined to come up this year. Yeah, probably another couple sleepers that we passed on. That's something we can do, kind of prove our theories right because we are the the scientists of the sport the professors of pop um uh what's his name randy arazarena and wander franco both from the rays probably two like easy candidates to win i think randy's probably the favorite i haven't seen any odds on rookie of the year but if you're gonna probably pick after what he did in the playoffs it's probably randy as the favorite um i just think randy's probably gonna take a step back maybe i'm alone on this I think there's no way he doesn't. If he doesn't take a step back, then he's winning MVP. Yeah. Like so, it's, I don't think he can. I think that was some postseason magic. I don't think, especially on the Rays, like is it? He won't be playing every day. That's not how they work. So no chance he's going to. But um, Wander Franco's a good pick as well. I just feel like uh, 19 years old, he's going to be making his MLD debut. I'm just not quite sure if he's going to be able to do it. But hey, man, I five yeah. ten short king. So that's what we're here for. Wander Franco is one of those guys, these normally prospects, they come up and you see him for like half a season, like Tatis, and you go, oh, these guys are good, and then they slowly raise, rise up. Wander Franco's been on, he's been ever, in everyone's minds for like two years just being the number one prospect, and no one's really seen him play. So it, it's going to be really, like, he could either take this league by storm, or if he's just like, okay, which he might be, and it's still good for the Rays, people are going to be like, oh, that's that's kind of a bummer. It's true. Franco's got a lot of hype. Shortstop position, maybe he can, can challenge Tatis for the face of baseball. That's what we want to see. Give us a rivalry yeah. there. Um, how about we move over to comeback? You want to do comeback player of the year? AL comeback player of the year. All right. Do you want to go first? Yes. What, first off, is that it's such an interesting award to me. It's a, it's a good award, but I feel like it just doesn't fit in with like the other ones. And it's, uh, it's, yeah. I think it's so much more like... Sub- subjective because like even just the award in general like in the nfl alex smith won it because he had the best story but like that, it's not really a, an award based on stats like people don't scrutinize it like they scrutinize the mvp like oh mike Trout had a better war who should have won the uh, comeback player they're, they're like oh he's a good guy so yeah anyways. I, I would have a hard time being like upset that somebody wins comeback player yeah it's kind of yeah yeah it's just it's a wholesome award but i'm going with jd martinez i mean 
he's a great player, and he sucked this year, mostly because he couldn't use the video room. This year, you can use the video room, so look for big years from Javi Baez and J.D. Martinez and other players who like the video room. Um, so yeah, J.D. Martinez, he's just a, a natural hitter. Um, so, comeback player of the year. Just got to hit some bombs, and I think he's got that in the bag. I got a little heart tugger for you. Um, mm-hmm. I like that pick. I think J.D. Martinez is going to be slept on, even though he was the best hitter in baseball for two or three years. Like, don't yeah. sleep on J.D. Martinez. He'll come back. When the Red Sox are good, he will be good. It does raise questions about his investment level. Did he kind of just quit on the team last year? Yeah. A little bit. But we'll see. J.D., let's go. Just Dingers. I'm going to go over a little bit of a heartfelt one. I got Trey Mancini for the mm-hmm. Baltimore Orioles as your comeback player of the year. Diagnosed with stage three colon cancer last season. Missed the entire 2020 MLB season. Projected to make his... Return to the field at opening day, 2021. The Orioles are not going to be a great team. Even if he doesn't come back for opening day, I still think he's a heavy favorite, in my opinion, to win comeback player of the year. Just as if he's able to play. Like, that's yeah. that's insane to me. Like, you saw it with Carlos Carrasco when he came back and he won the on like, one comeback player of the year. Like, that's what you want to see. So, Mancini just being able to get back on the field and just play baseball again, like, give, give that man a reward. Yeah. If he hits like two AD pops like twenty dangers, he's he's won it. Yeah, if, in my opinion, just putting on a glove and stepping on that major league field, you that's won true it. too. So, yeah. so good shit, dude. So I, I'm fully into Trey Mancini as your comeback player of the year in the AL. Yeah, that that is a a betting man. A heart I think tugger. You would um yeah the the betting man chooses the heart tugger doesn't normally happen. Not really. Yeah, I, I was like oh, when I was reading up and like doing my research, I was like. oh. That was my that was my answer. Then I changed it to JD last second, so I'm glad we so we got different answers. But the Cy Young, this one to me <laughs> was very interesting because the NL Cy Young race is impossible to tell. You literally have just like so like who's gonna be the all star opening day starter? I don't know. There's just so many good pitchers. You go over to the AL and it's a little top heavy. You got Derek Cole, heavy. Ryu, some good good guys over there, but a lot of unproven guys, a lot of young guys. Um, so I went very unproven, very young guy, the bowling ball himself, Fromber Valdez. For the Cy Young? For the Cy Young. That is, that is, we got our first bold prediction. I want to sign, there's not even odds out on that yet. No. No odds. I love that dude. The odds are my heart. I actually, I did find odds actually. Uh, he's plus 2,500 to win the, uh, AL Cy Young, which means you got to put a hundred dollars down you win $2,500. If you bet on Fran Valdez. It's a good deal. I like it. All right. Make your case, yeah. King. Go off. Explain. A, he's the bowling ball. That's true. B, he, I mean, he had a decent season. He was with the Astros. But he had an amazing playoffs. And I think you saw him not just pitch well in the playoffs. You saw him pitch like a Cy Young would. He was dominant on that mound. And he's looking good doing it. So he's my Cy Young. I don't hate your pick. He got Cy Young votes last year. 357 ERA and 70 innings pitched. His strikeouts per nine were at a career high. Um, his He had a high, career high in career low in ERA. His ERA plus was at also at a career high. So I think uh, there's a lot to like about Framber Valdez. He's I'm also excited so young. about that. He is young. He's only, what, 22 years? 20? No, he's not that young. He's 27. But only this is like his second full season. Yeah, he uh, debuted in 2019. But uh, or 2018. So he's he's been around, but I like that pick. I don't hate it. I think there's potential there. For me, I have Lucas Giolito as your 2021 mm. Cy Young winner. Probably not the most bold prediction in the world, but uh, currently he's ranked as the third favorite to win the Cy Young in the AL, plus 450. 
Um, I like Giolito as a pitcher. I liked him last year. I liked him in 2019. He had a really bad 2018. Everybody kind of sold the book on him after dominating in 2017. They were like, okay, is this guy for real? Then 2019, 3-4-1 ERA. And in 2020, he has the 3-4-8 ERA. Gets Cy Young votes for the second time in his career. He's dominant on the mound, especially with that young White Sox staff. You just added Lance Lynn. They're going to mm-hmm. need somebody to step up as the ace. I view Lance Lynn as a challenge for that for Giolito. Giolito's a competitor. He's going to be able to take his game to the next level now that the White Sox are a legit team, and they need him to. They need that bona fide number one, and Giolito right now, in my opinion, can be that. So he's got to go out and prove it, but if you are a betting man, put money on that Giolito odds. I like that take, especially with the the Lance Lynn being challenged for that Cy Young. Like someone needs to step up. And the White Sox would love that. If they can get a bona fide ace to just go up and face that Garrett Cole, that whoever else is that just number one, because they don't really have that distinguished number one, that would be huge for them. So, yeah, they would love a Giolito Cy Young. Yeah, you got like Dylan Cease in the rotation. Now you got Giolito, you got Lance Lynn. Someone's got to take that step as the ace. And Giolito, everything I've seen from him, I absolutely adore. So give me that. My sleeper pick is uh, if you want to put some money on a guy, um, Kind of be tough, but I've been seeing some people talk about this. Throw some money on a uh, Chris Sale, you know. Just throw a couple, throw a couple racks. See what, see what happens yeah. there. I don't, I don't know if they're gonna play him though, because like, if if they're good and he comes back and starts dealing, if the Red Sox are like five hundred and he comes back, we're in business. But if the Red Sox come out and suck, I don't think they're gonna pitch him that much. I think like, why a, would you? I think it's a better bet to place money on Sale as the comeback player of the year. Oh yeah, the, that's a good one. Than uh, the Cy Young winner. I almost went say I was my comeback player of the year, but I also don't think he'll pitch enough to win it. Probably not, but if if J.D. Martinez and like Trey Mancini and those other guys that are kind of the favorites, if they don't play well at all, then it, it is a little bit open for Trissel. It is. Got a little, it's got an opening. Just a window peak, a little draft. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to put a, a towel a draft, around it yeah. during cold winter nights. I hate that. Thing. So it's so gross looking. My, my window I'm st- standing right next to, because I don't know how to do it. There's just, like, cold air coming in. I'm just cold. Oh, my God. you got to call up the Home Depot ad, and then they'll help you out. Just the <laughs> Home Depot store. Yeah, sponsored by the Home Depot. We are sponsored by Home Depot, guys. <laughs> um, let's get to AO MVP. I know that all of our fans are clamoring for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, every time we go live, who's your AO MVP? Who's your NO MVP? So this is our official prediction that I will be telling you every time you ask me this question. So, Jack, who is your AO MVP for the 2021 MLB season? I hate making boring picks, but all my picks so far have been nothing but extravagant, if I may say. But to be frank, no one else is really going to win except Mike Trout this year. That's a solid take. You don't need to really back that up at all, Mike Trout. Didn't, he usually does the every other year kind of pattern. He does. Like. And he's he is the winner every year. Of like, course. It's like LeBron James in the NBA. Every year, Mike Trout's yeah. the MVP. you got to sprinkle it around. This man has free MVP rewards, and he's finished, what, second? And he's gotten MVP votes every year since 2011. He has one, two, three, four second-place seasons where he could have very easily won it. Four second-place seasons. That's crazy. Four first-place seasons, four second-place seasons, and then he's finished fourth and fifth last year. It was probably uh, a down year for him. Every year he wins either the Silver Slugger, the Gold Glove, the MVP. Just go to his baseball reference page. Just bold, 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 bold. 2017, yeah. 2018, and 2019, he had a 1.0PS. He's, he's a good guy. Good player. Hot take. Hot take. Mike Trout, good, good. player. <laughs> I think that's a fair take to have. Um, yeah. His career, he has a 1.0 OPS career. Yeah, he, the best. 
good player. Solid. I, I would take. Good guy. Good player. <laughs> I would. I would trade. Um. I would trade uh, Bobby Dahl back for him. You know, throw in a couple picks. Ooh. Maybe tough. Yeah. I don't know. If I Maybe if we get some money back from the yeah, Angels. I don't want to eat that whole contract. Yeah. Um. So obviously, I also had Mike Trout as my pick, but I didn't want. I knew you would go Trout because you have yeah. like a little Trout in your pants all the time. So uh, I was yeah, like, okay, it's I'm, a good way to say it. Yeah. I'm gonna go a little different route. I'm going Jose Ramirez. He got robbed, mm. in my opinion, in 2020. Although Brady's a great guy, he deserves it. I think uh, Ramirez probably was had a better season. Um, he's the only hitter left on the Indians with any talent. I think he's going to go Mike Trout mode with the Indians this season and just start swinging it. People sleep on how good he is as a hitter overall. He should oh, yeah. be one of the most feared hitters in the AL and in baseball. So I think Jose Ramirez is going to come out and win that. And I also like the odds at plus 1,200. I think that's a good bet to take. That is a really good bet to take for plus 1,200. I, I mean, I think your, your argument's really good. My only concern would be he basically should have won it twice already, and they just, like, don't give it to him. Like, yeah, I don't, is he like people just don't by the MLB? Yeah, people don't view him as an MVP. Maybe because he's so small and, like, he's on the Indians right now. It's kind of, like, not a... It, I don't think the Indians want to win an MVP. Like, they're like, trade all of our MVP players. We do not want you. We're trying to suck. It would be interesting if they try to trade him. He's 28 years old, and he's literally an insane hitter, and nobody recognizes that. It's yeah. Like, last year, he had a 993 OPS with 17 home runs and 46 RBIs in 58 games played. That's insane. Like, almost an RBI per game pace, dude. That's nuts. That is nuts. On the Indi- and the Indians were actually pretty good last year, so never mind. All right, moving on to the National League, the definitely more exciting league this year. Uh, There's a lot of studs. Are we doing Manager studs. of the Year? No. If you, if you have a hot take for Manager of the Year, if sure, I have a hot go take, ahead. I think, I think I would buy Alex Cora stock if I was somebody... Probably. We're also Red Sox fans. Maybe A.J. Hinch would be a good one if the Tigers are, like, way better than people A.J. thought. A.J. Hinch is a good one. Or whoever's a manager for the Mariners. So, yeah. I didn't really have one. I just didn't know if we were doing it. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care about him. Manager of the Year to me is... I kind of lost all interest in it when, for 2020, the White Sox manager won it, and then he got fired. It's like, oh, what does that really mean? That's true. Also, are we doing... Um, Are we making our World Series predictions? Because I have one. I also do. Um... Yeah, I so we think will. we probably should save that for the 30 and 30s. Or do you want to just do it now? Nope, 30 for 30s. All right, keep going. Yeah. The National League, the league that has pitchers hit. <laughs> Rookie the of the year. <laughs> I have Ian Anderson coming in. I loved his stuff. I think he's going to be a stud on that Braves rotation. And how many times does he have to come out and people don't know who he is and just shove in the playoffs? Like that. That takes a little bit of special talent. So I think Ian Anderson's going to come in here and win it by a landslide. I think he's going to get Cy Young votes. Not quite at the Cy Young, but the rookie of the year is his to take. Did you hear about how he convinced Max Fried and Mike Soroka to grow out their hair? That, I didn't hear that, but I love that. I absolutely love, way to make him Thank hot. You. Ian he's doing Anderson. the Lord's work. He is. That, give us some hot boys on um on the, uh, on a, on a, on the, um, Braves, sorry, I just yeah. went Porky Pig mode right there. I was just stuttering. <laughs> Yo, I love when people flex the hair on us. So, like, Max Freed with long hair is insane. I am currently wearing a Pittsburgh Pirates shirt, so you know exactly what that means, who my rookie of the year is. Keep Brian Hayes mm-hmm. signed that rookie of the year. He was so good in his big league in 2020 with a 376 batting average. So give me that man some rookie of the year votes. I think a full season, he's the only player on the uh, Pirates who you should fear which might hurt his batting average a little bit and his numbers overall because no one's ever going to be on base for him. But if you look past that and just look at the raw talent, 
He's going to be a stud for that team for the next decade if he doesn't get traded. So key Brian Hayes is going to be your rookie of the year. And Ian Anderson will come in second and look mighty hot doing it. Mm-hmm. I think that is the, if you're betting, if you're just kind of like making a f- fake bet with your friends, that's that's the pick. You got to go to Brian Hayes until he proves that he's not going to pop off. It's He's just, he's bubbling. He's just waiting to explode. I got a lot of Byron Buxton vibes from him, which worries me a little bit. I do. I think I'd go more Nolan Arenado earlier in his career when he's going to be really good, but Tatis is just going to overshadow, like one Soto's going to overshadow him. There's not really room right now for a really explosive, fun, young third baseman, if that makes sense. There's always room, but I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Uh, Keep Ryan Hayes definitely a safe pick, so I want safe. I want safe there. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I mean, th- this is fact. You can't... These aren't picks. These are locks. Yeah, if you haven't taken notes yet, you're kind of just going to fail yeah. the MLB season. So get also, your pen. Um, Come on. This is Jack's flex intermission. On our live stream the other day, someone said, um, hey, you kind of looked like Aaron Nola. So. I saw that, and I wanted to talk about that. You do not look like Aaron Nola. I do. I'm, I'm you, basi- you look at Aaron Nola, and like, I, I'll do a side-by-side, Aaron Nola and me, and you'll be like, Why'd you post two pictures of Aaron Nola? You're not tricking me. I'm not denying you're a hot man. Like, if I was, I'd give you like a seven out of ten. You, but you're not Nola. Nola's I'll like take a, a seven. Nola's like an eight point one out of ten. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You I look nothing like Austin Nola. Just be, like he has Aaron blue Nola. eyes. He's like blondish kind of. Like I, I think I have the same face structure and my hair. I had a good hair day the other day, so it kind of went. It was Aaron Nola ish, but really, not the same kind of. I saw, I saw all. that comment. I'm like, Jack's going to bring this up to me. I'm, I'm going yeah. to have to deal with his ego <laughs> boost for the next week and a half. Dude, you also, Aaron Nola's got a dump truck. You don't got that. Um, NL Cy Young, though. You ready? That, w- that was a pretty good comeback. I think we should start with the comeback player. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot about the comeback player. Go ahead. I got Buster Posey. Good pick. I like that he- pick a lot. Didn't play last year, so if he's just kind of normal Buster Posey, it's kind of a good spot to be in. He just had, like, triplets or twins or something he adopted, so maybe he has some, like, yeah, some extra dad strength in there. Um, Yeah, I think it's just kind of a safe pick. Catcher, he has a little bit of a fire under his ass because Joey Bart's coming up quick. I don't know if that's going to hurt his case, but maybe he's going to play more first base. Then that just means he can hit more dingers, just be that veteran on this Giants team and just take home the comeback player. So I have a question for you. Yes. Um, what do you think about Joey Bart pushing him? You think that'll help him, or he potentially lose his spot? I don't know who. I mean, I get. Do they still have Brandon Belt over at first? I yeah. think so. Yeah. So I guess he can't play first base, but it would make sense. I think for the do, uh, for the Giants, you gotta have Joey Bart play catcher and do something else with Posey, or maybe I mean Posey has earned to play catcher whenever he wants. So maybe just have Bart. Um, just kind of as a backup for a little bit until he proves otherwise. But that that is going to be an interesting storyline. So mine is also a former Giant. I got Madison Bumgarner as my comeback player of the year. Ooh. Truly horrid in 2020. Horrible. Terrible start for his diving backs career. 31 years old. you got to wonder how many bullets he got left in the tank. Like we talked about with, the, um, with Kershaw. You can't really judge a pitcher based on that. But he was good in 2019. He had a 3.90 ERA. And in 2020, shot up to a 6.48 ERA. His fastball velocity was down. His strikeouts per nine were at a career low. Just terrible season for him. I think you can bank 
the reason I pick him for comeback player of the year because he just needs to be 2019 Bumgarner again and he's comeback player of the year. Yeah, he was really bad. He was horrible. Like, one of the worst starting pitchers I've seen on the mound in a while. Like, people didn't even mention his name for a whole year. Like, we were just like, oh, he went... This year is going to be the... Because I, I'm... For some reason, I'm oddly fascinated with when people sign and no one really remembers it. And then in the middle of the season, people go, he's on that team? This... If that was a prop bet, you got to bet that on Madison Bumgarner because the casual fan, even the diehard fan, is going to be... Oh, Mad Bum's twirling it with the D-backs. I forgot he signed there. Yeah, Mad Bum's just going to go twirl it on the D- in Arizona. He loves it there. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be great. Not great. I think he's going to be a comeback player of the year for them this year. I would bet on a sub-4 ERA, probably back up to that 200-inning mark that he used to live at. I'm, I'm taking the cheese on Bumgarner. I also think it's just a good bet to put the money on that because nobody's betting on Bumgarner right now. Everyone's kind of counting him out for his whole career. He's a competitor, so I think he's got something. I'm not a fan of Bumgarner personally, but I'm rooting for him to come back. I think I think that's a good um a good comeback player of the year pick. I like that. Thank you. I I, I do have good takes. Sorry, I couldn't find oh. Rebecca like that. Oh, my, my Siri turned on. <laughs> yeah, your Siri. Just, I'll just have to edit that out and post. <laughs> well, that was <laughs> my Siri was trying to say a Bumgarner is definitely going to win it. So I guess you Siri's, got her on your Siri's side. Siri's coming for Bumgarner. All right, give me your NL Cy Young pick. My Cy Young is going to be you, Darvish. Ooh, I like that take a lot. Mm-hmm. I think he's on the Padres, so I think that gives you a boost. If you're on the Padres this year, I think you're getting a little awards boost. And he could have won it in 2020. Definitely he could have won it. Probably should have. And I think he's just only going to go up from here at the not the end of his career, but in the later half of his career. I think one of his you only get a few really prime years left going. So I think he's going to start twirling it. He's got like 12 pitches in in the Bay Area. So it's going to be great. I agree. You, Darvish, I absolutely adore him. But I went a little bit lower. I tried to get a little bit sneaky with this one. My NL Cy Young pick is Jack Flaherty mm. of the St. Louis Cardinals. He's coming in at plus 1,300. It was either between him and Aaron Nola. But after I took so much heat on the Phillies last year, I decided I was going <laughs> to stay away from the Phillies in the awards, yeah. maybe, uh, this season. So I'm going with Jack Flaherty for my NL uh, Cy Young winner. The Cardinals had a terribly weird season in 2020. Like, they had the COVID, so they were coming in every other day. Nobody really had room to kind of establish Rizm. Flaherty had kind of a tough season for in yeah. his standards with a 4.91 ERA after his dominant 2019, which put him on the map. He got Cy Young and MVP, MVP votes that year. I think he's going to get back to that form. I expect a sub-2.5 ERA from Flaherty, him to establish himself as the next ace of the Cardinals as Adam Wainwright goes off into the twilight. So give me the odds on Flaherty bringing home that Cy Young. It's going to be a huge year for him because he can't really afford to have another 4.9 ERA season. Um, And people are still, I think, maybe a little bit forgetful of the hype he had, but I think it's still there. So he's got to meet the hype this year. If he's, yeah, I agree. He's either, this will, we'll find out. Is he 2019 Flaherty or is he 2020 Flaherty? What's yeah. the career going to be for him? So I'm, I'm buying stock. I'm putting all my chips in on Flaherty. Give me that. I want that odds. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm confident in that pick, actually. I like that. That's good, yeah. Time for NL. the NL MVP. I think dun, dun, probably dun. The, the most exciting award race. I agree. Because this one is like, this is the first one that you're like, oh, who's going to, 
Like the AL MVP, you can pick, but it's probably going to be Trout. The NL MVP, yeah. Betts and Soto are both of the exact same odds to win it. And Cody Bellinger and Tatis are very close as well. And I picked none of them. I also picked none of them. Ooh, did we pick the same person? That'd be crazy. So, there's a lot of young stars in the game. You got Juan Soto, Tatis, even Mookie Betts is a little bit older, Cody Bellinger. They're all doing the thing out west. But I think there's one guy who's seeing all this and getting mad. He's seeing Tatis' extension and saying, I should have got that money. I didn't sign that big of an extension. He's over there in Atlanta, and his name's Ronald Acuna, and he's taking home the MVP. I like that take. I think uh, the how does Ronald Acuna react to the Tatis extension is an interesting storyline, even though they're not really connected. I think they are. And Yeah, and in Ronnie's head, he's got to be thinking, like, ooh, I, I kind of, I didn't get 14 years. It's a good take. I like that. I think Acuna is probably still a better player than Tatis at this very moment. I would take him over Tatis right now, career-wise. I don't know. We'll see. But um, I like that take. I think uh, on the Braves, who are also going to get a little bit of voter love, Freddie Freeman won it last year. For sure, back-to-back yeah. Back-to-back Braves winning NL MVP. I went down to the West Coast, the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Now you guys are going to be like, oh, well, we know where this is going. Uh, you know, No, wrong. I did go over Padre, but I went with his counterpart in crime. I went Manny Machado. I've been on this wave for a little while now. Mm-hmm. This is one of my hot takes. Not really that hot. He finished third in MVP voting last year. After a couple years, we kind of just fell out of the love of baseball light. People weren't giving him the respect, the love he deserves. It was 2018 when he was on the uh, Baltimore Orioles. We forget how recent that was. Crazy, yeah. 2019, he lands with the Padres, has a slow season, hits 256, 796 OPS, can't really like find out, um, can't really figure it out there. He had the most ground in the double plays in the league, so it was just like, it was just weird. Um, now 2020, he comes out, he plays all 60 games. He didn't take one day off. He hit 304 with a 370 uh, on-base percentage and a 950 OPS. Also popped 16 home runs in 47 RBIs. He was a stud. He was picking it at third base, reminding you guys he's an absolute superstar and why he got that contract. I thought Bryce Harper was going to have this type of year last year. I was wrong. It's Manny Machado. I think he doubles down this year and is the mm-hmm. NL MVP, overshadowing even Fernando Tatis Jr. So get ready. Pay this man with that MVP award. He deserves it. The stat of him playing every game, I think, is more impressive than anything. Like, he's... He's here to play every day alongside Tatis, who also played every day like that. The Padres are going to be really good. And, yeah, Manny Machado is – he he tamed, he finished above Tatis in MVP podium this year. And he should have. He was better. He's been an yeah. absolute stud. He was an absolute stud last year. People forget how good he is because he had that weird, I am a villain with the Dodgers role. He had yeah. that screenshot of him getting struck out by Chris Sale. Everyone hated him. He also had a reputation of, hey, I'm not going to try anymore with the Dodgers. So that's why that 60-game stat so important for me because it shows, yeah. hey, he's committed. He's reinvested in baseball. He's reinvested into the Padres. And I think Tatis had a huge effect on him to do that. It took Tatis sure. to come back and make the team exciting and get Machado in. You saw him yelling at Gratterall in the playoffs. He's kind of the bad boy of the team, but in a good way. So give me that. He's also probably going to punch a Dodger in the face this year. Side oh, note, yeah. kind of epic. Very epic. But, yeah, I'm going all in on Sandy uh, – Manny Machado winning the MVP. He's also plus 2,000. Pretty good odds for a guy that came in third place and is yeah. probably on the rise. Plus 2,200 yeah. is official odds. So put that money like on that. Manny Machado. So out of all of your picks, AL and NL, who is your your lock that you'd put, you put? You ought to put 10 grand on one. Who are you putting it on? And who's your favorite pick? Ooh. So my lock is probably Manny Machado. Ooh. 
very confident Machado's going to outshine Betts, going to outshine everybody in the league in the NL. Um, probably not my – yeah, that's my lock. But the one what, the one I like the most? Yeah. Oh. The one I like the most? Probably Giolito because I'm a big fan of his. I like that too. My lock is going to be Mike Trout for MVP, obviously. And – but I'm also pretty confident in Ronald Acuna getting MVP. I think that's probably my favorite – it's a combined favorite in Anderson, Rookie of the Year, maybe some Cy Young votes, and Ronald Acuna just wiping the floor and winning that MVP. I think that, I like, I'd love to see that. I like that. Soto and Bats are probably punching the air right now at us right now, but I like that thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Soto is – I'm a little worried for him because as the Tatis hype grows, the Soto is underrated hype is also growing, and at a certain point, you can't be underrated. So I'm – he, he's got to have an unreal season to be like, oh, yeah, he is there, which he probably will be. He can be. But I'm starting to see too many people say Soto's going to be the best hitter of all time. You know, like it's cool when a couple people say it because then it's a hot take and it's like, oh, I, I can see that. But when it's becoming the norm, it's a little like he's really got to come out and do it. I'm on the Soto's going to be a best hitter of all time train. I've been on that. Um, I love yeah. Soto, but I agree. I, he's got to come out. He did it last year and got robbed of a false positive COVID test. So, like, other than that, he would have been just an absolute MVP easily. So, yeah, I think it goes both ways. I think Soto will have a great season. I just don't know if his defense will ever win him an MVP. That, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I worry about because he he can play a corner outfield, he can field it, but he's not a five tool player. So he he really has to be that Miguel Cabrera win the Triple Crown, um, that's who you're going to win your MVP, but not really be a threat in the field. Exactly. So maybe he can do it. Maybe he's the next Triple Crown winner, but we'll see. It's a big thing big thing to do. Um, yeah. But that brings an end, unless you want, wanted to share anything else with the people, Jack, on our parting note. I think that is it. Stay tuned as we go in deep to every single MLB team. 30 pods, 30 teams, 30 days, starting March 1st, going to April 1st. Tune in to every one. Yeah, like we said, we didn't give you our World Series picks. We didn't give you our who winning the AL East, who's winning the NL East, because that's what we're going to do on our pods. Every time we get to one of those teams, we'll say, hey, this, this is your NL East winner. This is your AL East winner. And then on March 30th, we will officially announce our World Series winners. So you're going to have to listen to every pod every day. There'll be about 20 to 30 minutes each. They're digestible. So I hope you guys enjoy that. In the meantime, for the next seven or eight days. Make sure you guys go check us out on social media at we got Baseball on Instagram and TikTok. We will still be doing a lot of content there in the meantime as we get these pods ready to go for you guys. Um, make sure you check us out on Apple Podcast, Spotify. Leave a rating if you have the time. Other than that, stay chilly, and we look forward to seeing you guys soon. Peace.